With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Oh, we are off and rolling. Welcome to the program at the Down and Dirty at 30. Coming up here momentarily, we'll give you the latest on what's going on in the wide world of sports, including the SEC and Tennessee, of course. Also, uh, Cooper Mays will join us a little bit on the program. We'll talk Brew McCoy. We'll also talk to Chris Landry of Landry Football, get a preview of Tennessee's defense. Of course, the pass rush should be much better. So, Looking forward to that. Some message board bingo this day in sports history and more. So we have a lot going on on the program today. Let's kind of start with the latest, and that would be uh, Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy still is not eligible, and frankly, we don't know when he might be. So that is the the great question. Uh, Amanda LaFrada with a great piece on offthehooksports.com. Essentially, USC, have they done everything they possibly could? Argue absolutely no. I don't think they have. I think there's been, at the very least, some foot dragging, but uh, perhaps more. So uh, we shall see. But ultimately, uh, a gentleman who's been through this before firsthand is Cooper Mays. Remember, Cade Mays, his brother played for Tennessee, and he tried desperately, the family and the NCAA and Tennessee, to try to get Cade Mays uh, eligible as soon as possible, but quite frankly, it took a while. And so Cooper Mays knows that well. He's seen that firsthand. Here are his thoughts on uh, Brew McCoy eligibility and getting cleared by the NCAA. It's hard to prepare not knowing 
like a certainty of whether you're going to play or where you're going to, you know, it's, it's hard. It, just not having solid ground on anything makes everything have a little bit more anxiety about it. I remember Cade um, didn't get eligible until like right up at the beginning of the season. So that was, I do remember that being kind of like a little bit of something that would, would kind of torment him a little bit. So yeah, it, it, it stinks, but it's how things go with NCAA. I'm sure it, 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 everything's a different case and they've got to look at everything thoroughly and everything. So I'm sure it's, you know, not just as easy as signing something off, whatever. Four of five returners on the offensive line. How good do you feel about this? And one's going to shift positions, but how good do you feel about the offensive line heading into the 2022 season? Yeah, I, I feel really good about it personally. I think that we took a lot of big strides during um, fall camp and, and just was – I was really excited to see how much we grew and kind of gelled as, you know, a unit or whatever and just kind of some some advanced stuff going on in the room. So I like it. Yeah, and then in particular that uh, left tackle position, Darnell Wright was there. Do you feel like since we've talked, which has been right out of a week or so, that that left tackle position has continued to, to gel on that side? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I don't. I don't know who the starter is going to be. I don't. I don't even know if anybody knows yet. So we'll have to see what what happens there. I, I have no clue and no say in that, obviously. But I, I think both guys have done a really good job this fall camp. I will say that. So I feel. I feel good with whatever guy ends up going. I'm sure, you know, it'll work itself out. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like who let the dogs out? Who? Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So that was Cooper Mays, Amanda LaFrada. Good morning. How are you, ma'am? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, great. Ready to rock and roll, unlike Rue McCoy. So uh, Cooper Mays was discussing his brother, Cade Mays, transferred from Georgia. And that conversation with Cooper Mays brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning for over 50 years. Integrity, that is City Heating and Air Conditioning. But Amanda LaFrada with a great piece on Southern Cal. And I love her take because... I tend to not go too far because I don't want to err on the side of fandom. I want to give you the honest thoughts of, of where I am. And in my position, graduating from UT, a lot of people would say, hey, he's just, you know, rooting for Tennessee. And that's, so, so I tend not to go that far. So that's why I love Amanda's perspective. She thinks USC is just a bunch of jerks. And <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, and and I read it, and I'm like, wait, is this sensational? I'm like, no, it's not. There is no way. Like, I don't know about you, but if it's something that I think is important, when it comes across my desk, I'm signing it at that very moment. Well, I just, I mean, I would as well. But the thing that really got me was they had two options and you know, the first one was they, they signed a form that completely released him and he's eligible immediately. And they didn't do that. They didn't sign that form. 
because it didn't have to go through the NCAA if they had signed that form. So I don't, I don't understand. Um, I don't see how, if they don't sign that form, how we can expect that they just signed the other one that complies with Tennessee because in order for brew to get released to play USC has to be good with it. They have to sign off on it. And that's after Tennessee goes to the NCAA and submits a waiver. So USC has really forced Tennessee to do all of these things and it doesn't make any sense to me. So that tells me, that tells me all I need to know. You know what I find funny about this whole situation is that I bet you at Oklahoma there's no release about Brew McCoy. If Lincoln Riley was that's that is a football school. Southern Cal is more than a foot. They hate to be called Southern Cal. Southern California is more than a football school. It is a private institution with high academic integrity. So if you question the academics, or in this particular case, the ability to transfer, if you question that out of their administration, they're going to give you an answer. I don't know that you get a quick answer at Oklahoma or Tennessee or Alabama at quote unquote football schools. I don't know that I've never seen now transfers different than it used to be because you, you can be eligible immediately, but I've never seen a school respond with a tweet, with a video, uh, display placard video over whatever we call it um graphic graphic i've never seen that before now we're in a different age uh, no but i thought it's, the response- it's not a different age no it's not a different age it is it is the protesting too much thing again it it is that it is and if you read the quote that they gave sorry my dog is very excited um if you read the quote that they gave they dance around the issue. They don't, they don't come out directly. We have complied with the NCAA within, you know, all of their rules and regulations in a timely manner and prompt manner. Well, what do the NCAA rules and regulations say? Does it say that you have a year to approve this eligibility? Because if that's the case, then three months is a timely manner. Yeah, that's fair. I just can't recall at any point the the school. But again, we're talking about immediately eligible. So that's what makes it different. You, you've got a you've got a year. You had a year previous to the past what three years where you could transfer immediately. So right. I, th- this is all uncharted territory. The down and dirty at thirty. Uh, the latest on the balls, the SEC, and more brought to you by The Mattress Place. The Mattress Place, 22 years on Chapman Highway, Marine Corps veteran-owned, A-plus accredited member of the Better Business Bureau, uh, Better Business Bureau, over 225 five-star reviews on Google. No gimmicks, just 30 to 70% off each and every day. So down and dirty at 30, some news that I wanted to get to. Tennessee with eight selections. And the preseason uh, coaches, all SEC team, pretty strong. They had three last year. Three to eight is a pretty massive jump, Amanda Lafrada. That's a it's a big jump. It's it's huge. That's and it's it's almost triple. And if you take out the punter from the season <laughs> before, <laughs> that got missed the punter. I was counting last night. Uh, Amanda, yeah, caught- it's, 
it would be quadruple. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a huge, it's a massive jump, and Tennessee fans should be excited about the season coming up. Yeah, if you left the punter at the tarmac like Lane Kiffin, it would be quadruple. So rude. That's mean. So, that so, is mean. It's sorry. rude. Sorry, I know this is a real stunner. But Alabama led the coaches' preseason All-SEC picks. A 19 representatives. That's just amazing. Georgia's second with 10. Uh, Texas A&M had nine. I think Georgia's second with 10 is pretty impressive, given the fact that they lost so much. So as far as Tennessee, Cedric Tillman at wide receiver makes the first-team offense. It's no surprise, surprise that Bryce Young is the first-team quarterback. He did you know, win the Heisman Trophy. So that's pretty good. Byron Young, I was a little surprised to be first team defense. I thought that was impressive by Byron Young. And then second team is tied between Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett. I want to dive into a little deeper in one moment. Darnell Wright at offensive line. He'll play right tackle. They don't specify the position other than center. He'll play right tackle this year after excelling at left tackle last year and then if if you go on down the list he was on the second team so the third team Jabari Small getting some props to be on the third team I guess I was a little bit surprised by that Amanda and and then as far as rounding out for Tennessee in the uh, all SEC coaches preseason team would be Trayvon Flowers not surprised by that uh, defensive back and then Paxton Brooks who I remember giggling a little bit when Philip Fulmer said the punter can be a weapon, but the punter can sort of maybe. No, I can't. All right, Amanda. Uh, so I have this question uh, for you. So who do you think has the biggest, because the, the SEC viewership is also in, and I did a little bit of digging and I thought you would find – so I didn't share this on the rundown. So, man, it's like, what is Dave such a jack wagon? What's he doing? Um, jack wagon? I, yeah. don't, I don't call people jack wagons, but <laughs> – I do. So Continue I'm, on. I myself a jack wagon. All right. So, so I, I pulled this together. It took hours of research. Uh, we were going to go over to our 5 a.m. pre-production meeting, but we didn't have time. <clears throat> but this – who do you think is number one – in the SEC, in most watched SEC games, okay, so th- that levels the playing field. So, you know, if you're an Alabama playing a Notre Dame, goodness gracious, everybody's going to watch that. I mean, that would be fantastic. That's two very storied traditional programs. So it takes – it's just SEC schools. Who do you think's number one? I mean, number one and two are pretty easy. Well, see, now I'm – now I'm – now you're making me – really think don't overthink because the first two okay. are at the tip of your tongue alabama georgia right alabama 4.64 million number one okay in terms of sec games watched so these are weekly viewers and this is uh via medium.com georgia a significant drop off i found this interesting at 3.6 million so that's about a million drop off the average weekly game viewers now the third i could give you 
five guesses and you would never you wouldn't get it. Do you mean give you the guesses? Are you sure? I'm pretty I feel pretty sure. I feel, uh, Arkansas. No, Arkansas for the record is third from the bottom. Just 575,000 people on average. You're you're going to find that you're not that far off because this list it's kind of two and then everybody else. Okay, Auburn. Okay. Auburn was third. That's because Auburn fans, they I mean, <clears throat> you know when you have that girlfriend or whatever and she's she treats you bad and she just it's every every day it's something else and it's a problem and you know but you stick by her because you just can't be wrong you well, just have I, to stick by her that's but, but the fact that it's comparable 3.2 million to 3.6 for Georgia is just insane to me the fact that it's even close but so then there's Wishful thinking that or you want to watch Tank Bigsby be mad on the sideline because he can't get in the game. Also, Georgia plays Auburn every year, and so does Alabama. So you have to take that into consideration. That's, that's very true. That's very true. So that probably is – I mean, I'm glad you pointed that out. That's probably the difference between them and Florida at 2.2 million. Mm -hmm. So 2.2 million is the average weekly game viewers for Florida. Okay? And I totally misspoke earlier. You said Arkansas was number three. Arkansas is number five. I misread the logos at two million, just over two million. Okay. So what you have here, you have LSU then at six, that 1.9 million, Texas A&M 1.86 million, Ole Miss 1.8 million. I was surprised to see Tennessee at 1.5. I think we, the same way we talk about Heisman candidates, I think preseason expectations factor into that. There are probably more people watching in November than September, I would think. Eh, no, I think it's opposite for Tennessee. Tennessee? I mean, let's be honest. It's It's been a dumpster fire before Hypel. It's been a dumpster fire. Well, so everybody gets super excited at the beginning of the season because oh. there's all this hype. And so, like, the Florida game, I'm sure, has a lot more viewers than, say, the Missouri game or the Vanderbilt game. Um, and then probably even more than the Alabama game, considering by that point, you see that the year has, has gone by and it's still a dumpster fire. So you just... Well, I would, I would think that last year in particular that... Tennessee would be back in low to this far as interest because you have Hendon Hooker step up. You have the excitement of the Missouri game and on and on. I would think that there are more viewers at the end of the year than the beginning, because I talked to somebody yesterday who I really respect his opinion on college football. And he happens to be an attorney that I speak to. No, I'm not in any trouble, Amanda, but he said, I was not on board with Josh Heupel but this time last year. And he is, he is kind of my favorite fan in that he's very fanatic. He spends the money, but he's also kind of like you, uh, just random compliment. He's also very logical. Okay. So he looked at it and he looked at Hopple this time last year and said, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not seeing it now. Now he's like, Oh, heck yeah. That guy's no yeah. joke. <laughs> so he's super, 
<laughs> he's super excited about this upcoming season. So I think you go in and the Ball States and the Akrons of the world probably have a higher viewership. But I do want just to point out one thing. Okay, so I, I misspoke earlier. South Carolina was the team that had 575,000. Now, that's also in Shane Beamer's first year, so you wouldn't expect great expectations in the beginning of the year. So, again, much like high school, not as exciting. Okay, so you have Mississippi State at 858,000. Okay, I'm going to tear up, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to tear up the schools, and I'm not just talking about what they're going to do this year, what they did last year, or the short term. But okay, I'm, so this is not this is not an average over the years. This no, is this just is last twenty twenty one. Yes, this is okay. So I take that. I take what I said back then because I thought we were averaging over like the last few years or ten years or whatever. Well, you're still throwing heat because you were pretty much right on Arkansas, and I messed up on that one. So uh, you're you're still right. Uh, so here's the way I'm going to tier it based off the programs and the interest that we saw last year. I think it's. Alabama, okay, drop down a tier, and I'm going to give it to Georgia, okay? And the reason being is the Atlanta area. And you know I covered recruiting for way too many years. So I think that is a monster factor. Then I drop down into the tier of my opinion. Tell me if you disagree. Florida, LSU, Tennessee. That's an and A&M, Florida, LSU, Tennessee, Texas, A&M. That, to me, is my next tier. You notice I'm not including Arkansas and Auburn. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. Auburn always has to be the redheaded stepchild, and both my parents are remarried, so I'm allowed to say that. So they are always going to be the redheaded stepchild to Alabama. I mean, that's just – that's a factor. I mean, that's, that's never yeah. – um, and then I've debated A&M because I think they're going to take a little bit of a backseat to Texas if Sarkeesian knows what he's doing. But the other schools I picked with A&M, Florida, LSU, and Tennessee, and not Arkansas, specifically as that third tier because they got cash and they can recruit. Florida obviously has cash, can recruit. A&M has cash, can recruit. LSU has cash in state recruiting. Again, Tennessee has cash, can drop into Atlanta and recruit, but can also now go to Nashville, which is exploding, which is going to be the next Atlanta. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like going there anymore. And it used to be like my favorite town. I know it's your hometown. I mean, yeah, that's why I roll my eyes. (laughs) I have to go there like monthly. And it's just, Every time you go there, it's insane. I read a stat right before you and I started working together. There are more cranes at the time. This was March. There are more cranes. It's called market research. There are more cranes in the city of Nashville than the entire city of New York. I believe it. More crane building stuff. I don't mean the bird. Ah, ah. No, I I get that. No, I believe it. What does birds have to do with it? And you're talking about March of 2022? Uh, yeah, it was right before you and I started working together. So it would have been March of this year. Yeah, so uh, post, post-COVID, post where everybody from New York and California are moving to Nashville and killing everything. 
yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I mean Chattanooga and Knoxville are the same way. Yeah. Well, they're we're getting the Nashville people who can't afford to live there anymore because of the New Yorkers and Californians. So. Yeah, a, a buddy of mine actually is a mortgage broker, and the influx of people that are just coming to invest is unparalleled in his career. And yeah, you know, he encourages people, which I think is is smart. He encourages people to keep those homes in the same economy. It's all right if somebody wants to invest and have a rental, but it's way different if he lives off a of level road as opposed to, I don't know, San Diego. And he's just buying properties because he can, that money doesn't stay in the economy. But anyway, I won't go off on my thoughts on the economy. Um, but Tomorrow morning at 8.30, we're excited to announce that uh, we have a new regular guest. Josh Ward will join us, and it's brought to you by Zool Beer Company. Zool Beer Company, the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. And Amanda, it's just darn good. I was trying to explain the ice cream to somebody yesterday, and I struggled. Um, they are like, oh, I could take my kids. I was like, no, no, no. Amanda's pointing out, don't take your kids. And, uh, don't take your kids. But it Watch is, the show. Don't take your kids. It is ice. It is ice cream beer, and it is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's lactose free, which is kind of crazy. But it's this one company that created this ice cream machine where you literally just use the your beer and you pour it in the ice cream machine. And it's we always use a sour, so there's a lot of um, like fruit puree that we use, like real fruit puree not fake stuff and so you just have that thickness and you pour it in the machine and it churns it and it makes it and it's the coldest thing but it's alcoholic and it's really 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 good so do not give it to your children for the love of god please do not do that no don't we have some pretty loopy kids first time you ever had a sip of alcohol was do you remember um yeah actually i do i was three <laughs> I was five. It was Christmas yeah. evening, and my grandmother, Nimi, God rest her soul, who my daughter is named after, uh, she was having this thing called brandy. And I specifically remember saying, What is brandy? You know, and yeah. you just handed it to me and said, Take a sip. And I took a sip, and it was disgusting. Yep. Yeah, I had beer. Beer was my, my first. My, uh, my father gave me beer he also um did you sleep when i was no i hated it i spit it out but he also when i was three said oh because my my aunt smoked a lot and i i was very interested in it and i was like oh what is this and he lit the cigarette gave it to me and told me to suck it like a straw Youch! all right for over 50 years city heating and air conditioning has provided east tennesseans with honest, dependable heating and cooling services. And he chops out a line and things got really wild. No, I don't, I don't want to go that far. But yeah. right. I think it was great. <laughs> it was very strong. All right, today's tough question. This is totally Amanda's jam. But I do have a little bit of a suggestion based off the coaches voting. But I, I, it's Amanda's jam. Of course you do. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, eh, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimo Sabi? Oh, my God. 
Today's tough question brought to you by Pedigo Chattanooga, locally owned store where you'll be treated like family, the region's foremost electric bike experts. And they also have the number one electric bike in terms of mountain bikes as well with the big fat tires. Those are cool looking. You'll enjoy going around Chattanooga in a Pedigo. All right. Today's tough question, Amanda. What did you have planned? Because you're a planner. I know that. I'm waiting. No, I'm waiting on yours. Okay. I really like this. I, I'm I'm way I'm way too proud of myself at this uh, point. Yep. 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 All right. So Stetson Bennett and Hendon Hooker tied for second team. All SEC quarterback. Really and this is the coaches all SEC, coaches. right? This is the coaches. So the coaches paying some due to Stetson Bennett, who is not... You don't know that. Well, I mean, I think they are. I mean, he won a national championship. I, I'm sure he's a coach's dream. He does everything you tell him to. I could see him more be being more appealing to coaches than the media, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought yeah. you were saying they're paying some dude to pick him, and I was like, what? what? No, no, no. no. I, think, I think Stetson Bennett, as a coach, you love. As the media, you're like, Bleh. And, okay, who would you rather be? Hendon Hooker or Stetson Bennett as of all. Oh, that's 20. stupid. It's stupid? Yes. Who would you rather be, Hendon Hooker or Stetson Bennett? Why do you think Why it's... do you think... Because who, do, who in God's green earth is going to come out and say, yeah, I think it's... I'd rather be Stetson Bennett. Literally no one. Wait, he has a national championship in his back pocket. Because of his defense, who cares? Wow. Okay. Well, then this okay. works because I was—I thought you would definitely say Stetson Bennett. No, the upside of Hendon Hooker is way—it's way better than Stetson Bennett. I would honestly take Stetson Bennett. He lived his childhood dream. He played for the team he grew up rooting for, and he won a national title with him, and he's perhaps the luckiest individual since Trent Dilfer to win a championship in football. Are you? Is this a lifetime movie, or are we talking about actual, like, I'm taking, football? I'm taking Stetson Bennett, and I'm flashing my ring at every opportunity. I would never be one of those dudes, oh, I just put it in the closet, I don't wear it much. I'd be wearing that thing 24-7. Yeah, I know. I don't There's care how no big, doubt in my mind. I don't care how big and heavy it is. The bigger, the better for you. Did you ever do the class ring where you pop people on the back of the head? I don't have a class ring. And they kind of they were kind of dying back in 1992 as well. All right, so you. I, were, I liked one. I wanted one. I can't get you one. I'm sure we can work that out. All right. Well, I wanted to get. Um, one when I graduated from college, but I didn't want an orange one, so I didn't get one. Do they not have other colors? I don't, well, I don't know if they do or not. White diamond. I have one of those, but it's not a class ring, nevertheless. No, so true. you you would take Hooker. All right, if you want to trump me on today's tough question, that's fine. But Are I'm, you talking like would I take Hooker as in if I had to start a team right now? I'm talking about you, Amanda LaFrada, turns into one of these two gentlemen. You are Stetson Ooh. Bennett today. 
you are Hendon Hooker today. So you have, as of August the 24th, you have a season of positivity and excitement in front of you with either player that we're talking about. With Hendon Hooker, you have more of an upside in the NFL, I would certainly think. With Stetson Bennett, you have a championship in your pocket. But I don't have the championship in my pocket because I'm not Stetson Bennett of the last year. I'm Stetson Bennett of this year. Well, you're Stetson Bennett walking around August the 24th. You have it in your pocket. Who would you rather be as of today? Well, I don't I don't like to live in the past. So I would I would be Hendon Hooker because if you're Stetson Bennett, the only thing you have to do now is go down. You've no you have you have reached your, your ceiling. There's nothing more for you. I mean, I'm no fair offense, argument. Stetson Bennett. No, that's that's a great fair argument. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going from this point, I would be Stetson Bennett because a championship is a championship. Did and you see a- that that like Reddit post or something that someone was like, I'm trying to talk to my dad and tell him that, you know, winning a national title in college, but not making it to the NFL would be better than not winning a national title and making it to the NFL. And someone commented, like, Stetson, get off of here. We see you. True. I could see that. Do What do we think? I think part of the decision, too, is what is Hendon Hooker going to be in the NFL? I think he's very good, but I think he has to find the, the right offense to fit into. I don't think he can just step into any offense. But I haven't seen him this year, so he could take a month. Where can Stetson Bennett step into? Nowhere. Zero. No place. The CFL. Do you know what Stetson Bennett reminds me of? And everybody's going to jump, jump on this. And he reminds me of the Cologne. Don't you remember the, Stetson? The Cologne doesn't play football. Um, he reminds me of Peyton Manning in his last 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 like neck injury couldn't throw you know won a national or national won a super bowl because of his defense at the broncos do you remember that no i remember completely yeah he had a the the shell of his former arm yes where i feel like i could have been the quarterback and maybe have done the same thing pulled it off but he reminds me, that's what Stetson Bennett is at his best. That's him on his best day. I, I, I don't hate that. I mean, I don't. Great game manager. Great argue. game manager. I don't argue with any of that. Glenn says Hendon Hooker, he's always got a smile on his face. That's a great point. I'd say Stetson's pretty happy, given that it was his school that he grew up rooting for and to be a walk-on, to transfer out, to come back. I mean, all kinds of dominoes had a fall into place for him. John says uh, Hendon will have a specific, uh, will will have to have a specific NFL to play for team, I assume. I agree. And then John saying Stetson can be the face of the Cologne, I reckon. Yes. That is a, that is an NIO opportunity that is right there. 
Honeybee Coffee is where you need to go, whether it's in Knoxville or just go ahead and shop online because, Amanda, it's the beans, not the bucks. And it is unbelievably fantastic, Amanda. Yeah, it, it's great. I mean, it, it is. I need more coffee this morning to handle this conversation. But great beans. I mean, it's just I take the beans. I Well, I don't do it. David does it. He grinds them in the morning and starts the pot of coffee and he brings it to me before the show. I just, I feel like this just went on like a bragging of I have the best husband or something. I don't know, but it's honey bee. So it's great. Yeah. I don't even know how to grind coffee beans. Uh, again, uh, honey bee coffee, the top 5% of the beans in the world coming up in just a bit on the program. How about Tennessee's defense, how good can it be? We will play message board bingo. Stetson or Hooker, who would you rather be as of August the 24th? Or another Today's Tough Question. If you like another one, Amanda, do you want to think about it? You look pensive like you're thinking. I sense Amanda's thinking hard on this. Uh, Joe says Hendon's age will hurt him in the pros, but still rather be Hendon. He's got his own book out. That's true. He has the scripture comic book, which is. Wait, who is the guy that was from Florida State that went to the pros and he was like 29? Do you remember that? 28? He played for the Browns. Uh, Man, I don't remember him. I thought you were referring to Chris Winkie at first. No, maybe he didn't play at Florida State. He played, his name was Brandon something. Wheeler. Did I just pull that out? I love it. Okay. I don't remember what his name was, but he went to, and maybe it wasn't Florida State, but he was like 28 or 29 when he went to the NFL. Roger Staubach had to go to the Navy, so he was like 26 when he showed up. That's that a little bit different. So, yeah, it's important. Brandon Whedon. Is Whedon. Whedon. That's what, I was close. All right. Brandon. Two minutes. Tell us about Big Orange Phillies, Mr. Viles. Here, I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli South subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Disc Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food, and we'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill.
Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vassie Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassie, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. So are you on board with me? Are you on board the Stetson Bennett train? You got a championship in your back pocket? How am I doing? Uh, I tweet. I tweaked it. Oh, okay. All right. What'd you tweak? I, I pulled tweak, a you. You did. Okay. Well, what is it? Which SEC QB would you rather have this season? And I gave four options. Okay, that's. I like that. I was okay, Tendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. So I gave four. I didn't put like Bryce Young in there. I mean. Yeah, um, I. I just I, felt I like that was so obvious. Yeah, I the, the guy I'd probably be most interested in covering, like if I was writing a book, let's say he had behind the scenes access or something, it would probably be Richardson or Hooker. Bennett' story is told, in my opinion. And who else did you mention? No, oh, Levis. Yeah, that has the excitement of a like day old dead fish, or the excitement of mayo and coffee. I can't get over that. I will never like him. Yeah, I will yeah. never like him. Oh, and apparently, ever. apparently, ever. I've been targeted because I didn't so much as Google Will Levis or anything. But on my Twitter feed this morning at five a.m., I got the "Why butter in your coffee is very good for you." Butter. That's a hard pass. I do not trust our medical community in any sort of fashion anymore. My God. Uh, no, no. And I, I, don't, I, I don't, no, I'm not going to put, I can't even imagine putting butter in my coffee. Yeah. And this is not even like going to the COVID thing. This is going from like, you said a while ago, butter was the worst thing in the world and red meat. And now it's coming out that you can put butter in your coffee and it makes it better for you. What? And then red meat's a good thing? Like, pick a side. Pick a side. I like red meat, so I hope I'm I'm on that side, no matter what they say. Amen, sister. I like red meat as well. Um, want to get to Chris Landry's thoughts on Brew McCoy, and that's brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue is your home for everything barbecue, whether it's the grill. They've got the Green Mountain Grills that are awesome. Whether it is the wood pellets for your wood pellet smoker or the actual wood chips, the sauces, the rubs, they have it all at Owl's Nest Barbecue right next door to Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, and they can take care of your vehicle as well. So I talked to Chris Landry about what? About the whole Brew McCoy situation. It turns out Chris had a little conversation with a Southern Cows coaches over the weekend. So I think you'll find this interesting here is Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Pass rush, you know, defending the run on early downs, but the pass rush and pass coverage are just so very important. Think of this, that the sub-packages. This- just go ahead and apologize right now. 
Here is the correct clip. Before we get into the top returning players, Chris, I'm curious just what you make of this whole situation. It seems to be taking a long time. Yeah, it is. You know, I um, I hadn't mentioned this to you, but uh, over the weekend I spoke with some friends on the coaching staff at USC, and it, it came up. And, of course, I don't. You know, the coaches don't really know. This is handled by compliance and whatnot. But, you know, they they swear upon swear that, you know, look, they got no problem with the kid and he can go and, you know, they signed off on it. But I don't expect them to say, yeah, we're holding it up. <laughs> yeah, how about that? I mean, you know, so I, I don't know what to believe at this point on that. Um, I, you know, they say and claim that since January they've done their – process and whatnot it's in the ncaa so it's you know it's it's the old i confessed he did it type conversation right. i don't know what the deal is to be honest um i have been through situations like this before where it comes down right to the end um it is easy to blame the ncaa because they don't usually talk you know they and they, they don't and and so it's easy to say that they're holding it up or you know maybe it is usc maybe they are okay with it, but is the proper paperwork at the right time? You know, this is where, uh, and I don't want to get off on a tangent because I tend to do that, but this is where having not good leadership or organizational structure, we talk about it in terms of NIL and transfer portal and all that. Those are big issues, but this is another issue that this doesn't happen. And I'm not trying to compare it just because I've spent, a large part of my life in the NFL. This is where it wouldn't happen this way in the NFL. You don't allow, you know, the Eagles to determine whether, you know, the Giants have this. No, you've got, you've got a situation that needs to be handled and it shouldn't be up to that. It, there should be, there, there are proper procedures that need to take place, but they're instituted by a body. But in fairness to the NCAA, what people don't understand is they say, well, the NCAA should do that. The NCAA can't do anything. Now, the NCAA can't do anything until USC, which I think illustrates your point, fills out the proper yeah. paperwork, Amanda. I don't think the NCAA just sat on it until Friday. And I think they're inept. But and I think there have been situations where that's happened. But I don't. It never takes NCAA this long to approve eligibility. It's normally a quick, like, yep or no. And all USC had to do was sign the first form that released him. They All they had to do was release him. Tennessee shouldn't have had to, to go through this waiver process and all this other stuff. All the All they had to do was release him at the very beginning. And I can't remember what the form is called. And I put it in the story, but off the top of my head, it's like four, four words. But anyway, I'd never yeah. heard that. I'd never heard the acronym either. Go ahead. No, but all they had to do was sign that, and he would have been eligible. It's like taking a permission slip from your parents to go on a field trip. He would have been eligible right then to go. Like here you go, paperwork's done. But they did not do that. They didn't do it. They made Tennessee go through this waiver process with the NCAA. They didn't do it. And that is ridiculous, in my opinion. Now, with all of that being said and all the USC coaches saying, you know, oh, we did this or we did this or we did this. Well, if it's really up to the administration, that's 
that's handling it, they can't say it's both. They can't say the administration handles it or, you know, we've done everything we can from January. It's one or the other. If the administration handles it, you have no idea what you've been doing since January. If, you know, you are the ones that are doing it, then stop putting it on your administration. It's one or the other. It's not both. And Tennessee fans are not, they are not fooled by USC whatsoever. You can clearly tell that to the point that USC had to come out and put on their Twitter feed that they've been complying with the NCAA and dance all the way around it to try to confuse everyone to say, we've been doing this. You know, we've been, we've been complying in a timely manner. A timely manner, again, could be a year that the NCAA gives you. A timely manner is six months. Like that's not, you're, you're dancing around it. But Tennessee fans on our poll yesterday, 90, uh, like not 90, 52.2% said that if they believe that USC has done everything they can to help in the Brew McCoy situation, 52% said no, that seems shady. And then 43% said like, absolutely not USC and Riley are liars. So you have 90% of people thinking that no. If you can't completely reset, and by the way, it's an NPO form. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Joe, for helping yeah. us out there. It's an NPO form. So if you can't reset yesterday's tough question, because it did surprise me a little bit when I looked at it late last night. Yeah. So yesterday's tough question was, do you believe that USC has done everything they can and which they claimed to help in the Brew McCoy situation? And you had four options. It was yes, totally believe it. Or yes, no reason not to. No, it seems shady. And no, USC and Riley are liars. Like it was kind of a, I, I believe it completely. I kind of believe it. I kind of, you know, don't believe it. And then I absolutely don't believe it. So with that being said, 90% of people that took this, this survey said, no, they don't believe that it seems shady to them at the very least. No. And, you know, we do have to factor in the audience. Uh, please go ahead and Click on subscribe and like so we can be a part of your day. We air each weekday at 8.30 with Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. So we have to be mindful of the audience. Our, our audience is going to be more Tennessee-centric. So I wasn't surprised to see it lean in that direction. I was surprised to see it lean so strong in that direction. Sam saying you I'm not a Tennessee fan. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just Sam saying USC keeps issuing statements because they need to restate the truth. This is the USC spin. Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a little bit. I mean, I think there's some spin going on. I think when you put together a, a, a graphic and tweet it out, I think, yeah, that you're being mindful of how you're being perceived. That is spin. That is public relations. That, that no one is relations that. Always bad. Go ahead. Yeah, no one has done that. Like, no school has come out and, and tweeted out, like, when it comes to a player's eligibility that they've done in a timely – if you just look, if you just look at the wording that they use, the verbiage, tells you all you need to know. They should have said, okay, we signed this form on January 1st, or we signed this form, you know, even we, we signed the form in January – 
you know, or, or give a date when you sign the form around what time, not in a timely and promptly manner. We have been adhering to the NCAA rules and regulations since January. That tells me you didn't sign it in January. No. You're adhering to their rules and regulations, which means you're taking your sweet time to release this kid. And it's, it's never, all it's going to do is in the future, it's going to hurt USC. It's going to hurt USC because what, especially in the, like the NIL transfer portal era that we're in, what kid's going to go to USC and be like, you know what, I'm going to go here and then maybe they won't release me and I won't be eligible when I decide to transfer out. No, it's going to kill your recruiting and the fact that you're out here trying to dance around it is ridiculous. I think we're no ran over. No, I love it. I love it. And if people haven't read the the, the column on offthehooksports.com and you're interested in this Brew McCoy situation, then click on it. Read it. But when the show is over, immediately after that. Not a Tennessee fan. Again, not a Tennessee fan. So I'm not having a Homer opinion. No. I'm giving you opinion from a from a outside outside, you know, the this area. Well, and let's be honest, there are a lot of Homer opinions out there, which you kind of have to mm-hmm. weed through. However, the, the, the way you laid it out and, and the verb, again, I would just encourage people to check it out. Um, you know where Amanda stands on it. I stand the same way. She said it's never happened before. I'm like 20 years older than her. It has literally never happened before. Like I started in 1996. I've never seen a school issue a statement about the eligibility of a player that is transferring. I realize that immediate eligibility is different, but I have been through these in terms of junior college players and other players. And I can, I can tell you that no school has ever responded with a public statement. And, 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 Kudos to uh, Trey Wallace, I believe, of OutKick for getting the quote from USC. Kudos. Would have never thought to do that because I would have never thought they would have answered. But they did. Um, Which, again, he doth that protests too much, I believe, is the reference you were making. Uh, Big Orange Philly. He doth that protest too much. Mm-hmm. I just feel weird saying it, so I just don't say it. Or I'll botch it, so I just don't say it. I'll just say they protest too much. Well, my favorite quote is a Socrates quote, and it's on my Twitter page, and I mess it up every time, so I don't even say it. I'm just like, go to my Twitter page. That's the way I think. Um, so Big Orange Phillies is right there in North Knoxville. We were there over the weekend, had some wings. They were awesome. We really loved it. Uh, casual shouldn't mean stale food options. No, they have fresh ingredients and they're committed to stepping up to the plate. They will do that. A great place to watch football because it's family friendly, darts, billiards, live entertainment, and karaoke. Amanda is going to sing. She's already agreed to sing. I did not. I haven't determined the song. No, I'm not singing. I'm not singing. No one, no one wants their ears to bleed. You don't like to hear dying cats, and there's a reason why. So, no. My sister can sing, and my dad can sing like crazy. And this is not the dad that gave me the cigarette, by the way. My dad can sing, and my sister can sing. I even doubt. But, or the beer. He didn't give me the beer either. He can sing. Yeah, your dad's uh, 
like Axl Rose. Yeah, my no, my dad can really sing. He can belt it out, and so can my sister. They're they're phenomenally talented. I nope. So Daniel's saying this a hundred percent punitive for the lawsuit Brew brought against them. I is it punitive? Or is it, do you think that it is punitive in any shape, form, or fashion, or do you think it's just? of being a troll i mean how 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 orchestrated is this by usc to slow down the process it could be both i mean it, it could be you know we're doing this because of this but we're also trolling you you know well, we're we're butthurt okay let let me play the opposite side for just a second because w- w- with this lawsuit he dropped legal action challenging a 2021 emergency order that removed him from USC's campus a few days after a felony domestic violence arrest involving an ex-girlfriend. That he was not charged for. He was not charged for. But he did did pursue legal action against them, according to the LA Times. So, let me just... My take on this whole situation. A, you are going to be removed from USC's campus if you are charged um, or accused of a felony domestic violence issue. And in this case, he was arrested. Okay, now you're, you're absolutely right. It shouldn't besmirch his reputation. There's nothing to it that we know of. We don't know what happened. That's fine. But you're going to be removed. That's a private campus. I mean, they're going to remove you. So really, does Broom... I have problems. Okay, well, I'll open it up to you. Does Brew McCoy deserve some of the blame? Because in my opinion, to sue the University of Southern California was was not in your best interest. That was not to help you moving forward. I think that was just to say, hey, you know, you, you did me wrong. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know how that makes you a better football player. I don't know if, if, if that makes Southern Cal drop drag their feet a little bit more i think it probably does so shouldn't be well it shouldn't should and no no i agree. I know it see but that's the thing that's the difference brew mccoy okay i'm gonna go into this and we're just gonna have to deal with it so this is like the deshaun watson thing there's there's no proof there's there's no indictment there's no anything. Brew McCoy, the charges, he wasn't even charged with it. So my thing is, if you remove him off campus and you already punish him for something that he may or may not have done, but there's no actual evidence to it, or he doesn't get, you know, he gets arrested, but it ends up not, not being charged with it or what have you, he has every right to be mad. He has every right to sue that university because what they could have done is killed his career. Just like we saw with AJ Johnson. He was removed from the team for um, an allegation that ended up not being true. There's no repercussions for this from people. Okay, but, but I think the lawsuit by Brew McCoy, I'm just going to be real frank with you, is, is, is stupid. Because if, if you've got a problem with getting arrested, then goodness knows the LAPD knows what it's like to get sued. Okay. So you sue them, but if you are a arrested, 
you're going to be removed from the campus. I just don't, I don't see any, that's a private campus. Right. But just because you're arrested doesn't mean you're guilty. That's the thing. No, it doesn't I mean you're guilty. I agree. But it, it, if you're outside my home, let me, let me try to use this analogy if it's a reach. If you're outside my home and you get arrested for beating somebody up, it doesn't mean, yes, maybe you're not guilty, but it doesn't mean I have to let you in my home. So, what if your kid got arrested for beating somebody up? Well, I mean, if my kid got arrested for beating somebody, what, well, yeah, I mean, I would probably let them in unless they were going through some sort of frenetic okay, disorder. Then. I mean, this is different from a complete stranger. This is a guy that's part of your team, a part of your university. So it's not like somebody, a complete yeah. stranger came on your university. And can, can I take, can I take that a step further? Sure. Maybe, maybe they didn't think he was really a part of the team then. I think that, I, I think that Brew McCoy at some stage in his life, either needed to mature, has matured, or needs to mature. Okay, I think you go to Texas, then you come back to Southern Cal, and then you go to Tennessee. There's a reason that stuff happens. And I'm not blaming Brew McCoy, and he should have the right to move wherever he wants to, just like coaches. But I will say this. There's a reason that he's been at three schools. So I, I don't know that Southern Cal at the time felt like he was – air quotes, part of the family. Okay. That, I mean, that's that's a fair assessment. They're adults, though. That's the difference. He's right. a kid. They're adults. So if, if, in fact, he didn't do anything, they punished him anyway, he should have every right to take legal action against that because in a bigger picture, there's not a lot of stuff that, that people can do that are accused of of crimes or whatever that they don't commit once they're accused there's no there's no repercussions for the accuser it's even if it's not true no and and i want to be real clear here because daniel said agree with both of you all but if you aren't going to allow him to play or release him, i want to be really clear i think he should have already been eligible okay despite yeah. if he, despite if he was immature in the past Okay, I want to be really clear on that. I think he should have been eligible when they started camp was it July 28th, whatever the day was. He should have been eligible. This should have been buttoned up and taken care of by then. So, Daniel, I want to be really clear that I'm not throwing the young man under the bus. Do I think he needs to mature based on people I've talked to or needed to mature? Yes. But I've heard nothing but good things since he's been at Tennessee. I'm not throwing it at the kid's feet. Not. Right. Correct. But that's the thing is even if he sued the university, even if he if he did that and whether you agree with him doing that or not doing that, it it doesn't matter. The university is made up of of adult men and women that can release this this kid to go somewhere else. Why would you it, it looks to me like you are purposely trying to prevent him from from succeeding in football or in life. For well, and the, and the weird part too, is he's not transferring within conference. Like I would have a totally different take on this. If he wanted to go to UCLA, you know, if he wanted to go next door, I would have 
a different thought on this. I, I do think it's fair. Go ahead. Because I can tell you no. disagree. Yes. I would not have a different thought on this because the NIL, the transfer portal, this is stuff that universities agreed on. You all got together and you agreed on this stuff. This is what you agreed on. So well, you honor it. The, the conferences individually had to say you could transfer within conference. The SEC did. I could make a strong argument that I wouldn't, if I were a conference commissioner, I wouldn't allow it within conference. That's just me. But did the Pac-12 do it as well? I don't know. I don't know. But it, I, would, it really, I would assume so. But, but the NCAA as a whole has stepped up, and it's it's uh, it's a moot point because the NCAA as a whole has stepped up and said you can play immediately if you transfer from conference to conference. So yeah. So it, your grudges at USC, the grudges you're holding as adult men and women, get over them. Let the kid go. Let him go. And the, the fact that you're playing this game is is it's ridiculous. It's only going to hurt you in the in in the end. The only people who are going to be hurt is USC and their football program. Uh, John, thank you. I stumbled around my point, but he said uh, I agree. A rival, I could see holding it back for a time just for spite. Yes, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I could see that. I could see a conference having a rule where you're not eligible immediately within the conference but we don't know that that conference that that rule exists yes that's the thing if the rule exists then i understand that but we're not even talking about no. him no. going anywhere in conference uh, so. full spectrums i'm sorry full spectrum cbd treats at crafttreats.com they're great for your pet whether it's storm anxiety car ride anxiety cbd has anti-inflammatory properties and pain reduction benefits can help with arthritis it's just it's gotten it's gotten to the point with my poor animal i'm not going to get emotional i'm not going to get emotional but uh just go ahead and give little thaddeus who we've nicknamed thaddeus because he's gained some weight um because the kids are home and <laughs> feeding them food but i just give him a craft treat every time because he's getting a little bit older and the arthritis is beginning to be an issue so go to craft treats Dot com and you can take care of your pet. Sam says, how do you compare an immature adult to a multi-billion dollar university? Totally agree. Totally, uh, there is no comparison. I see exactly where you're going, Sam, and I agree with you 100%. I think that it is up to the adults in the room to be more mature. However, I'm trying to figure out the motivation behind Southern California's athletic department, the way they've acted. Stupidity. Or spite. And you're, that's the thing. The SNS. Yeah, the SNS. And that's the thing is that you are adult men and women. You are sitting on a board or in athletic department or whatever the case, whoever, as we go round and round and round this thing, whoever is supposed to sign the release or, you know, cooperate with Tennessee, whatever. You are at a point where you're old enough to say, okay, this is a kid, he, you know, whatever. Don't, why are you holding grudges? Like, why are you, why? Like, who cares if they sued your university? Well, especially Big deal. It's three time zones away and no conference. I mean, the chances that Brew McCoy would ever take the field against Southern California is about one in a billion. They would both have to make the playoffs. They would both have to, I mean, it's just not, 
He is not going to crop up and ruin your Lincoln Riley run of success, even if it happens. But this is also the athletic department that thought it would be a great idea to come out. I don't know if you've seen the video. They come out on the field and like they're holding each other back and like they're doing this crazy like dance or whatever. And they just get stomped. Alabama just stomps them. It's like the first game of the season. I can't remember what year it was. It was just a couple of years ago, maybe. Alabama just and it was great. Yeah, they um I to me, having been there about six months ago, it is a school that seems a bit torn between academics and athletics. Because it, it's a little I mean it's as esteemed as Vanderbilt, but its football program is as historic as almost any in the country. So, Isn't that the one that you had to, like, the people lied to get their kids into? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The crew team that they don't. Well, yeah, they would, they as, they would essentially, pay, yeah, it's, it's dirty as they come. You would essentially, and it was dumb dirty, you would essentially pay for a scholarship for a young person. And then there was a kickback that went to administrators when in reality, you know, what you do is you say, this is the hooker school of business. You just donate a bunch of money. Yeah. And then you could funnel it wherever you want to funnel it. But hint, hint, Trammell is getting in my son. (laughs) That's the way it's going. You don't have to go through the athletic department. This has been done for years. So this is already a shady athletic department. Very let's, shady. Let's point that out. Uh, listen, uh, like I told you, I, was, it, I felt like it was shady when I saw OJ's Heisman Trophy still up. And Reggie Bush doesn't have and anything. Reggie Bush, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just lay it out. It is absolutely because they're eggheads that run the university. They're smart people that will probably employ you and me one day, but they don't know a three, four from a four, three from a nickel for for, they, that, that that's just not. And I don't know that, you know, I know they made the big commitment to Lincoln Riley and I get all that, but I just don't know in the long run, if that thing ends up working out well, as a matter of fact, if you ask me to bet and you're more the gambler than me, I say in five years, that's a dumpster fire because I don't I think like it's it. a dumpster fire now. But yes, it is. It is. Uh, OK, still a dumpster fire. All right. So today's tough question. Why don't you reset us on that and see what we got uh, rolling on? And uh, thank you, Johnny. Definitely going to Zool Beer next week because of you guys. So let them know the sponsorship is working. You let them know, Johnny. Hey. Jackie saying uh, the oldest game ever, the blame game. Well, true to that. So update on today's tough question brought to you by Viles Automotive Group. And man, Viles Automotive, their mission is to be the automotive home of drivers in the Knoxville, Tennessee area. That's why we love working with Viles Automotive Group because it's about integrity. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. And they've got car service and repair work to keep you on and rolling. So Amanda LaFrada, where we ended up settling. You took my, you basically took my ball of clay. Today's tough question that looked like just a big, uh, one of the squeezy things. 
And, no, uh, it looked like a square. Okay, what was the thing that you gave me to give to my daughter? The uh, uh, squishmallow. Squish. It, it looked like that, and you made it into. I would call a Michelangelo piece of art. What is today's tough question again? I wouldn't go that far, but it is which SEC QB would you rather have this season? And the options were Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. Poor Anthony Richardson gets zero love. <laughs> no. no. Zero love. Yes. It's atrocious. The mayo, it is. The, the mayo in the coffee gets a 4%. Boost, gross. Stetson Bennett with an eight percent, and then Hendon Hooker at the top with eighty-seven point five. Told you. What did you tell me that Hendon Hooker would win? That he would dominate. Well, I mean, I don't doubt that he's dominating. So Hendon Hooker with eighty-seven uh, percent of the vote now. Well, I don't even know why Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are in here. Because I had to give somebody in the SEC East. That's fair. That's fair. But who would you rather be? That uh, What about, I, I tell you what, Johnny, Jackie, the crew. Who would you rather be? Hendon Hooker with his future or Stetson Bennett with a championship? I'm just curious. It's going to be Hendon Hooker. I don't know. I don't know. I think you have a you have a fan base that when you kick off, you bark like dogs. You literally bark like dogs at everybody else. You're referring I to Georgia. There, uh, Sam. Sam, given the competitive environment, should the NCAA just make all of these decisions? Praise all the be absolutely, Sam. I've been saying that. I've been saying the same thing about. Punishment. Um, you know, if a player is accused of domestic assault or DUI or whatever he's accused of, the punishment could widely, widely vary from school to school and conference to conference. Now, the NCAA doesn't have the manpower to do it, but I've often thought. Don't have the money. No, but I've often, but theoretically, it should be like the NFL, where one person should make a decision. Now, we can still criticize the decision. But ultimately, let's face it, you have a vested interest if you're Tennessee and you're determining whether or not you should suspend a kid for two games or four games at the beginning of the year because that Florida game falls within four. So I think there should be somebody that makes these decisions. But goodness gracious, way more problems to deal with in the NCAA than that. I mean, we've seen the NFL. This doesn't that doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't work. It's not great, but it's better. It's it's whatever the public opinion is, is what we try to go with. I mean, that's honestly what it is. No, I've been saying this for 20 years. I think there should be a centralized punitive enforcement agency within the NCAA. I also know that that is a pipe dream and it's never going to happen because they can't. Litigation makes that impossible because that holds somebody accountable and then the like Brew McCoy, if the NCAA came down on him and said, okay, well, we're suspending you for these many games or whatever, he could have sued the NCAA if he was wrongfully accused instead of USC. Yeah. I mean, if, if, 
if a UCLA basketball player can take down the NCAA, then I have a feeling there's a lot of people that could. So they're not buttoned up legally. That's why Ed O'Bannon started this whole thing, which it, I'm glad it is there with the NIL. But he started it all. And if he can take them down, then there's a lot of people that can. Back in two minutes, message board bingo. And this day in sports history, stay tuned. Vials here, Vials Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Vials Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Air so this day in sports history coming up, also message board bingo. Can I best Amanda in predicting what fan base is which? Probably not. But I haven't been cheating. I will say that. Please like and subscribe we would certainly appreciate that so we can be a part of your day we go live at 8 30 each and every weekday morning so amanda it is time i'm excited i know you're excited and it is time for a little bit of message board bingo now you got mad at me yesterday just for the record for throwing in a a a a this day in sports history. So I have one and we're going to do that after message board bingo. Am I allowed to throw that in or will you get mad at me for stealing one of yours, which yesterday it would have been Kobe Bryant's birthday, which was kind of a big one. This one isn't nearly as big. I mean, I don't, why did we skip to this day in sports history? Don't we message board bingo first and then we'll talk about that. We just went off the rails. We did. All right, message board bingo is now. I did my best. All right. I'm going to go with Alabama for 100, Alex. 
Okay, let's stop it right now. This is terror terrifying. Who's hosting? Terrifying. Jeopardy? Do you hate watching Jeopardy with anyone? I don't watch Jeopardy. Don't. It's okay. stupid. I mean, I understand all these people are smart, but all of this stuff that they know, what are they gonna what are you gonna do with that? I don't know. But it worked out well for Rosie Perez and White Men Can't Jump. All right, Amanda, so what do we got? Cool. All right. So <laughs> this is an SEC school. To. Who will be our next football coach? Too early? Oh, I haven't even started the season yet. Somebody that's is it somebody that just hired a coach? Like this is his first season. Give me a little hint. No, I told you the SEC school. That's as much as you get. Well, I'm gonna go with Auburn. Close, Missouri. Ah, Elijah, Aliyah, Aliyah, Eli, whatever his name is. Do you ever have somebody that's so in- inconsequential you don't even register? Think about him. You, you, you just don't even register their name. Like I, I, I've got other brain brain cells need to be dedicated to certain things, and that's not one of them. So whether it's Aliyah, Elijah, whatever his name is, I don't care. It's it. I have that with an X, so it's fine. Okay. All Who's right. <laughs> I didn't register his name. All right. So we don't want Arch in football or Bronny in basketball. The family dynamics would be different, but both would be a huge distraction. Arch Manning is going to flame out at Texas or anywhere else if he changes his mind. We don't want him here. I'm going to say Southern Cal. Arch Manning wasn't even in the what? Yeah, he was down to Texas. Okay, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. No, it's Tennessee. Tennessee didn't want Arch. Okay, fair enough. It's Tennessee. The question was if if the Vols have a good season. Would Arch Manning reconsider? And people are like, we don't want him. Maybe if you could set me up with a question, that would make this a little bit easier. But you can blank out the team. Well, the Missouri one was set up with a question. That's the question. Oh, for 2. Here we go. Lord have mercy. All right. So this is concerning... The Nick Saban contract extension that happened, which I will be on freezing cold takes for saying that he was going to retire, apparently. All right, that's fine. But my sources said that he was retiring. Anyway. Wait, so on the contract? Yeah, extended it. When did, when did he sign that? I'm, I'm sorry, I must have missed that. Yesterday. Okay, but... I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything away from your prediction because those contracts are about recruiting to say that he's going to be there for five years. So that doesn't affect your prediction, in my opinion, at all. Go ahead. So he signed an eight-year contract to 2030, um, and it he is now the highest-paid college football coach. In yeah, yeah. If he if he's if he's the head coach of Alabama in 2030, then I would be absolutely stunned. Okay, so I'll just Joe, Joe Paterno did it. Coach Bryant did it. I don't know why. 
Right. But those are only two. Well, yeah, but he's the best. successful for that long. And Saban's been the most successful ever. Ever. I just don't think he'll be there in 2030. I think that is the safe bet, but who knows? I think I think who cares right now? Okay. So this is on the hiring of Nick Saban or the extension. So extending a declining asset, not sure if that's so smart. Well, he's not a declining asset. They're by far the favorite to win a national title. So that's just stupid. So that makes me think of course it is. Two schools. That makes me think of Missouri and Auburn. Do I have to pick one? That means one of them's right. I'm gonna go. I think. I think I'm gonna go Auburn. It's Georgia. The hint was not so smart. Oh, that's where they get you. It's the not so smart. All right. Well, I um, he's not gonna be there at twenty thirty. I don't know if he's going to be there in 20. Do you want one more? Yes, I do. I feel like you struggled. Struggled mightily. And I'm feeling quite chipper this morning. But I'm up for another one. All right. So, wow. 300 million for 10 years. Who'd have thunk? This is a response to that. Bama needs something. Because they sure don't have academics. Are academics what colleges are supposed to offer ultimately? Wow. I bet they have the highest paid faculty in the USA. And we thought Aggie was a joke with Jimbo's guaranteed contract. Is this an SEC school? No. That means it's Texas because they're going to be an SEC school. (laughs) Yeah. Yay! You only got it because you had to you had to ask if it's an SEC school and I had to be like, well, it's not right now, but it will be. So it's the answer. Yeah, I saw that. All right. So this day in sports history, uh, we get to that brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden Toro count on it. Yes. So I just want to say this for the reason why this post is so hilarious is because there's a lot of misspelling and grammar and they're talking about academics. So just, okay, continue on. Fair. A little catty. Um, this day in sports history brought to you by Vassy Lawn and Garden Man. A lot of sports drive. This day in sports history. Putting things in perspective. Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. Two kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. <laughs> All right, for those on board, engaging via chat, I want to get your thoughts on uh, today's, this day in sports history, I should say. I think I have an awesome one, but I want to hear Amanda's first. Amanda, what do you got? 2006. Is this 2006. Yours? Is this yours? Mm-mm. Okay. Mine's pre-Amanda. Okay. 2006, Jerry Rice officially retires from the NFL. Greatest receiver ever. And, there's the, uh, and, and taking out quarterbacks, he's the best off- offensive player in the history. Oh, I also have another one. Can I, can I give you one quick aside? So I couldn't sleep. I may have sent it to you last night. Um, 
the um I actually saw Ronnie Lott flinch. Like I saw a video that for some reason was circulating. I've never seen Ronnie Lott flinch. Ronnie Lott's the best defense backs ever played. But Bo Jackson came around the corner and I'll show you the video. Ronnie Lott flinched and still got ran over. I've never seen that video before, but we're planning on having Jeff Perlman who wrote a story about, or wrote a book about Bo, the last folk hero. So that popped up in my feed. Anyway, not to get sidetracked, but that's the first time I've ever seen Ronnie Lott kind of, I don't know that I want that. This is the guy who got his pinky cut off instead of had surgery on it so he could play in the playoffs. Just- well, you know, that's, that would have been a lot except for, you know, the guy that got his hand blown off game. Was it Jason Pierre Paul oh, or whatever? Yeah. Jason Pierre, the penguin. Yeah. He, Cause he's got, yes, we got it. We got it. We got it. Okay. The Michael P- Keaton Batman. All right. This day in sports history. What else we got? 1989 Pete Rose is suspended from baseball for life for gambling. Thank goodness. He's a dirty, no good gambler. He needs to be gone forever. Stupid. It's stupid. It's dumb. I, I really don't like that guy. Um, okay, so any more? This day in sports history? Because I like no, my. I gave you two. That's good. I gave you two. 37 years ago, it was quite the movie. It was something that we can only look back on and. Just marvel at. It is Teen Wolf was released this day 37 years ago. How is that a sports history? He played basketball a lot. So, but the the other thing, Amanda, is can you imagine pitching that movie to somebody like right now? Like you get I bet they'll do a remake. They probably will. I if the Jason Bateman didn't kill it. You know, they did Teen Wolf 2 with Jason Bateman. Great interview with Howard Stern. Uh, they, Howard Stern Jason asked... Bateman. What's that? I like Jason Bateman. I like a man crush on Jason Bateman. But he was on the Howard Stern show, and it was so okay. funny because they asked him, they said, so there was a time in your career that it kind of went downhill a little bit, and you... And, and kind of what... Stop making that thing stop it what you I know like, what that is i have no idea what that is it's it, the she, awkward turtle okay awkward turtle all right get to a hand on top of my hand she's doing awkward turtle it's sort of me off but anyway so he just interrupted and he said they said there was a time when things didn't go well in your career and he goes oh teen wolf too and that's basically why he disappeared for 10 years because if you remember he was on the silver spoons and what was the other show i don't know all in the family or he was a big deal. And then he did Teen Wolf 2 to make a little bit of cash. And then suddenly 10 years fly by and he's on Arrested Development, which resurrected his career. This is a great comeback story. There's a couple of those. John Travolta, Burt Reynolds. I thought that he was on something else before Arrested Development. I'm pretty sure he was in another movie before Arrested Development. Well, he was in Teen Wolf 2, and that was a huge... Zool movie. has Teen Wolf shirts. Teen Wolf shirts? Yeah. Or maybe they sold out of them, but it was... Like, it's the Zool, but it has, like, the Teen Wolf kind of theme to it. 
That's really cool. Ken said Jason Bateman is in the little house on the prairie. Is that true? I don't know. I don't I don't have like a I don't think Jason Bateman was on a little house on the prairie. I don't know if someone would have said it if it weren't true. I'll be that blamed. Uh Little House on the Prairie, uh 1974, Jason Bateman was James Cooper Ingalls. Had to be like a baby. It's my age. It's bizarre. Ken, Little House on the Prairie. Absolutely. He's pushing it. All right, Ken. I'm with you. The touche uh, for Ken. We should yeah, send Ken, him a shirt just for Ken, that. Bet. I got Google. You win. I looked it up. Ken, you win. We'll talk to you in the morning at 8.30. Be sure to like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate that. For Amanda LaFrada, I'm Dave Hooker. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports. Boom, says Ken. You're right. Have a fantastic day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.